in a burning log, a famous story about how Dharamdas met his spiritual master one day, a mysterious figure by the name of Kabir. Dharamdas was extremely devout and practiced all the rules of charity toward the poor and guests. One day Dharamdas arrived at Mathura on a tour of sacred bathing places. After bathing in the Yamuna River, he set about preparing his food. When he gazed at the fire, he noticed that an army of ants was desperately trying to escape from a burning log. He was filled with compassion and vowed not to eat the food being cooked. He put it on a plate and went out to find a suitable person to give it to. Just then Kabir arrived at the village. Dharamdas offered the food to Kabir. And Kabir turned to him and said, Listen, merchant Dharamdas, when you were making this food, millions of ants were killed. Do you want to burden me with all this sin? As Kabir spoke, all the rice grains on the plate turned into ants and began to crawl back to the ground. Dharamdas then asked Kabir who he was. And Kabir says, In this Kali Yuga, my name is Kabir. I gave you a blessing in a past life. For this reason, I have come here again to enlighten you. A charming story about how this mysterious figure by the name of Kabir walked into the life of Dharamdas, someone who would eventually become Kabir's closest disciple and spiritual successor. On today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, an introduction to Kabir and some of the literature of the spiritual path of Kabir, mainly focused on a kind of Gnostic gospel of India known as the Anurag Sagar, a kind of gospel of Kabir. The Anurag Sagar, Kabir's Ocean of Love, My name is James Bean. Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. verse comes from the Anurag Sagar. Just as the lotus blooms after getting the light of the sun, in the same way the sufferings of the soul 
from ages and ages are finished after having vision or darshan of the true eternal being, God, Satpurush. That verse pretty much sums up the Anurag Sagar of Kabir, the great spiritual text of the Sant tradition. Kabir lived during the 15th century, born near Benares, India, of Muslim parents. He grew in the impassioned poetry and deep philosophy of the Persian mystics like Jaladin Rumi. He is, as he says in his hymns, at once the child of Allah and of Ram. He achieved a kind of synthesis of Hindu and Muslim belief, or Sufi belief, and freely used the symbols from both religions. Kabir was a weaver, a simple and unlettered man who earned his living at the loom. Kabir became the weaver of God's name. It is out of the heart of the common life that he sings his rapturous lyrics of divine love or bhakti. Kabir is an Islamic name popular in the Muslim world. It's one of the 99 names of Allah found in the Quran, meaning the greatest. Kabir was indeed a very great soul, a kind of Christ of northern India, believed by some to be one of the most advanced souls to ever incarnate in the world during this Kali Yuga age. And some believe he incarnated during the previous yugas of time, or great vast epochs of time, in the distant past as well, making Kabir a kind of Adi Guru, or proto or primal guru of the planet, reinventing the spiritual path again and again during each age, these vast epochs of time known as yugas. Today, Kabir has over 25 million devotees in various Kabir Panth and Sant lineages and Radhaswami lineages and is universally loved by Sikhs, Hindus, and Muslims alike. Kabir's hymns are still sung in the satsangs or spiritual gatherings of various spiritual paths all over India and around the world. Kabir is everyone's universal saint he was a master or Sant Sat Guru of inner light and sound meditation or Surat Shabd Yoga. Sant Mat, the path of the masters. Kabir was a musician and poet of Narguna Bhakti, love and devotion for the formless supreme being. He was a great teacher of Eastern mysticism and Gnosticism. There are many parallels between the teachings of Kabir, especially in the Anurag Sagar and that of Western Gnosticism. Kabir was a peacemaker between Hindus and Muslims. He was a social reformer in India who denounced the caste system with all the zeal of an Old Testament prophet like Ezekiel or a Jeremiah. Kabir was considered by many in Islam to be a Sufi master or Murshid and was considered by Hindus to be one of India's greatest poet mystics and Vaishnava devotees in the history of the nation. Kabir 
is considered a bagot by the Sikhs, a great soul, a great holy man. Many of his hymns are included in the Sri Guru Granth Sahib or Adi Granth, the Sikh scriptures of India. Kabir seems to have been greatly influenced by Gorak Nath and the Nath Yogis and the Nath Yogi tradition of northern India, which in turn was influenced by Tantric Buddhism. And some Christian missionaries at first thought Kabir might have been a Christian mystic due to his use of the mystic term word or shabda, reminding them of the Gospel of John, chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. Kabir freely used both Hindu and Islamic names for God. He attempted to make peace between Hindus and Muslims by pointing out that there is no separate God for the East and the West, but one universal spirit, supreme. Kabir said, the Hindu says Ram is supreme, the Muslim Rahim, both die fighting each other, neither knowing the truth. The South is Hari's abode, Allah's camp is in the West. Look inside your own heart, inside your heart of hearts. There is his abode. There is his camp, says Kabir. If Hari is merciful, he will place love in your heart, and you shall obtain the fruit of his name. Allah Ram, I live by your name. Be merciful, says Kabir. Kabir views humanity as being caught up in illusion, searching for ultimate reality in all the wrong places, always seeking it outside of ourselves in various rituals, temples, forests, and mountaintops, not realizing that for which we seek is already hidden within us. Your God dwells within you like fragrance in the flower. Musk lies within the musk deer, yet the musk deer seeks it afar. For Kabir God, called Allah in the West and Hari in the East, can be experienced directly in a rapturous meditative state of love, bliss, and visions of light, auditions of heavenly sound, a total oneness of soul and oversoul in the ocean of love. Kabir's spirituality was a blend of prem bhakti, love and devotion for the beloved Lord of Love, the One God, and mystical soul travel experiences of a visionary and auditory nature. Kabir's Surat Shabd Yoga practice consisted of contemplating the inner divine light and becoming one with the inner sound but not a light and sound of the astral plane, but a light and sound that takes one all the way back to the Supreme Being, the formless Supreme God in the ocean of love and all consciousness.
Russell Perkins, writing in his introduction to the Anurag Sagar or Kabir's Ocean of Love, published by Santvani Ashram, said, The alert reader of Swamiji's Sarbachan, or the books of Sant Kripal Singh, will notice many points of contact. Tulsi Sahib of Hathras devoted a major portion of one of his principal books to the detailed commentary on certain aspects of the Anurag Sagar. Baba Jamal Singh considered it to be the most authoritative book on the teachings of the Masters, as the following account by his disciple and successor Sawan Singh Ji shows. On the fourth day I went to attend satsang. Babaji, or Baba Jamal Singh, was at that time explaining the meaning of Japji Sahib, of Guru Nanak. Well, I started my volley of questions, so much so that the audience got tired and began to feel restless at the large number of questions I had put. Now, he wanted to point out the way, but I had read Vedanta. When I read Gurbani, my opinion was different. When I read Gita, my opinion was again different, and I was unable to come to a decision. At last, I applied for eight days' leave to enable me to study the teachings of Babaji. He advised me to read Kabir Sahib's Anurag Sagar. I immediately ordered eight copies of this book from Bombay, so that I could also give some to my friends. After several conferences with Babaji, I was thoroughly convinced and received initiation from him on the 15th day of October in 1894. That Baba Sawan Singh continued to hold the Anurag Sagar in high regard after he became master is shown by the following account written by one of his secretaries. Huzur Baba Sawan Singh one day told Seth Vashdev, whose car is always at Huzur's disposal, that he should read Kabir Sahib's Anurag Sagar, The Ocean of Intense Love. Huzur said that without studying it, one cannot fully understand the difference between Kal, the negative power, and Dayalmat, the path of the true and merciful God. Nor can one fully grasp the teachings of Sant Mat. Some thoughts about the origin of the Anurag Sagar, Kabir's Ocean of Love. I'm not really sure when the Anurag Sagar first is quoted by someone in India, which would give scholars a clue about the date of composition. Knowledge about who actually wrote it has become lost, perhaps even in the Kabir Panth world itself, and knowledge about the origins and date of composition has never really been known by later Sant paths and fans of the book reading many centuries later. So, some reading it might just take it all literally, like some do with the book of Genesis or other scriptures. One of the many downsides of literalism? The Anurag Sagar is fairly late in composition, I suspect, as it sums up the message of Kabir from the perspective of a very well-developed tradition, and one rather informed by other collections of Kabir scriptures. 
It reminds me of the 3rd century AD Gnostic Gospel of Pistis Sophia, and its more developed or complex summing up of the meaning and teachings of Christ, and with the clear influence of other earlier gospel material. So the Anurag Sagar itself is not a book literally written by Kabir. As I shared earlier, Kabir was not someone who wrote. Others wrote down what he said, but Kabir was not a writer. And the Anurag Sagar suggests a more complex and more developed understanding of Guru Kabir, suggesting the passage of time, uh, suggesting already the existence of other books such as the Bijak of Guru Kabir as well. So it's not an early book. It is a kind of summing up. It is a kind of gospel of Kabir, which is why it's so popular, why it is considered to be such an authoritative text. It is a book that is a collection of the wisdom of Kabir and is an understanding of the meaning of Kabir's coming and spiritual teachings. Anurag Sagar, The Ocean of Love, is but one volume of a larger collection known as the Kabir Sagar, or Ocean of Kabir, with many more of these question-and-answer dialogue catechisms between Kabir the Master and Sant Dharamdas, the Disciple. The Dharamdasi Kabir Panth has a vast amount of this Kabir Dharamdas literature, besides the Anurag Sagar. I suspect that the Dharamdas Kabir Panth gurus wrote under the pen name of Kabir over many generations. There are so many volumes of this Kabir Sagar. There are so many books in the earlier Sant tradition attributed to Kabir and Sant Dharamdas. That, it, that there are too many books for one person to have composed. So I see this literature as a bit like the Sikh scriptures of India, where you have many gurus over several generations composing these books. And only recently it is said that the gurus of the Kabir Panth started to compose hymns and prose under their own name. So during those previous centuries, before the 20th century, they wrote under the name Kabir. And this also reminds me of the Corpus Hermeticum of Egypt. You have all of these writings, all of these books, attributed to Hermes Trismegistus in the Hermetic tradition. And that literature represents the writings of many sages in the ancient world writing under the pen name Hermes Trismegistus. So the same sort of thing was going on in the Kabir Satsang. Many gurus wrote under the name Kabir and produced uh, many wonderful books, the Anurag Sagar and the other volumes of the Kabir Sagar. All of this wonderful literature, a very wonderful, rich, mystical literature referred to as esoteric santism by scholars such as Mark Jurgensmeyer. This literature of Kabir describes Surat Shabd Yoga meditation, inner light and sound meditation practice, 
and a kind of cosmic struggle between the positive power and the negative power, reminding me of Manichaean Gnosticism. In fact, I wonder if perhaps Dharamdas knew a few Manichaeans, had a few Manichaean friends uh, long ago in India, because the Anurag Sagar presents this struggle between Kal Naringen, the negative power, and the positive power. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. After the break, we will delve into the spiritual teachings of the Anurag Sagar, a satsang without walls. We'll explore the wisdom and spirituality of this text of the Kabir tradition of India, known as the Anurag Sagar, Kabir's Ocean of Love. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, my focus is a Gnostic gospel from India known as the Anurag Sagar. The Ocean of Love, as described by Dharamdas, disciple of Guru Kabir. I believe that Sant Dharamdas might have had a few Manichaean Gnostic friends. I say this because the Anurag Sagar describes a kind of cosmic conspiracy afoot a Manichaean struggle between two powers going on over the ages in this universe. There is a positive power, a true God of love, forgiveness, grace, and light, and a false God of time, death, darkness, and illusion, known as the Kal Naringen, or negative power. And there is this struggle taking place, not only in the cosmos, but within each and every one of us as individuals. The mind is described so well in this text. If one were to do the Joseph Campbell power of myth analysis of the Anurag Sagar, they would immediately notice that Kal Naringen is a kind of metaphor for the mind as brilliant as it is, creating whole universes in this matrix of illusion, mind is limited, is a stranger to the realm of spirit beyond, in that timeless realm of the true God. It has limited perception, and each individual mind is a kind of modem or connection to universal mind. And so, the mind does make a good servant, but is a bad master, has limited perception, is holding us back if our goal is to ascend beyond mind to the realm of pure eternal spirit. Given names like Satchkhand or Satlok or Nirvana, the timeless, infinite spiritual realm. I think the term ocean of love is the most accurate description of God, is my favorite description of the Supreme Being, in fact. Ocean of love, an infinite ocean of love, 
says it all. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh describes the role of mind as a kind of force working against our spiritual progress, the cosmic conspiracy. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh Individual mind is call on a small scale. It is call's agent, attached to every soul to keep it out from the eye focus or third eye and keep it entangled in this world. An amazing sentence, and we see this every day. We develop false beliefs. We have a long list of reasons why it is impossible for us to meditate today. Or we inherit many false beliefs or religious notions about how we don't need to meditate or we even shouldn't meditate or there's no place to go, there's no progress that can be made during this life or there's all of these other distractions we should be paying all of our attention to and all of our waking hours uh, focusing on that instead. Or we're just going to keep on reincarnating as human beings over and over and over again, billions of times, no hurry, no rush, run out the clock. Or we should start at a lower chakra and run through all of these other rituals and all of these other practices. And if there's any time left when we're 95 years old, then we can begin our spiritual journey at the seat of the soul, the third eye center. After all of these other things are done, after all of these other rituals are repeated over and over and over again, then we will become sooner or later, eventually someday, maybe worthy to begin. False beliefs of the mind in the matrix trying to run out the clock and waste away blowing off another life individual mind is call on a small scale. It is call's agent attached to every soul to keep it out from the eye focus, the third eye, and keep it entangled in this world. Indeed, I see it every day. There is a kind of force that does work against us. Beliefs of the mind describing all of the reasons why it is impossible to meditate today. We're not worthy, we're not good at it, we couldn't possibly succeed at it, why even try? And that's just uh, something we need to struggle against and overcome. Another cosmic conspiracy that seems to bear resemblance to real everyday life in this, in this realm, here in the Matrix. It says in the Anurag Sagar, The souls who have good qualities in them will accept my Shabda. I will liberate all such souls, and cutting their bonds, I will take them to Satlok. Those whose illusion I will finish will not come into Kal's traps again. A hymn from the Anurag Sagar. Making them firm in the true Shabda, I will break all of their illusions. And making them recognize your deceptions, speaking to the call directly, 
By the power of Nam I will liberate them all. Those who recognize me and my true words in their mind and will focus on the One, such souls will keep their feet on your head and will come to the immortal plane. So this is a hymn directed toward the call as an actual personification of mind, as an actual being that souls will be victorious over in this struggle between the negative power and the positive power. Through the intervention of the Satguru, the souls will be guided and will be victorious over the deceptions of Kal Naringen, the false beliefs, the limitations, the limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs of the mind through the guidance of the Master will be overcome and the disciple will prevail, will ascend and reach Satlok, the true eternal spiritual realm. More about the Anurag Sagar, the ocean of love, after these messages. Azur Baba Sawan Singh said, Individual mind is call on a small scale. It is call's agent, attached to every soul, to keep it out from the eye focus, the third eye, and keep it entangled in this world. The Hindi term call means time and refers to the demiurge or ruler of the three worlds. Cosmic ego, universal mind, a kind of false lord of mind, death, and time. Kal Naringen is also associated with the administration of karma or law, is a kind of lawgiver or god of law. Whereas, according to the saints, the supreme being is a God of compassion and mercy, a God of grace, who is timeless from above. Spirit is considered higher than mind. So mind, despite the fact it's so brilliant and creates a whole multiverse of illusion, is rather limited and is a total stranger removed from the Supreme Being. The story of the fall of Kal Naringen very much parallels other traditions of the fall of an angel or cosmic being who wanted to create his own realm and rule his own kingdom, that sort of thing. So what's a poor seeking soul to do if they find themselves in this multiverse of illusion? What are they to do? What is the path for awakening and liberation? How does one reconnect with that positive power and not fall into the many call traps of this cosmic conspiracy 
if the mind is acting as a modem for universal mind, and as brilliant as that may be, it is so limited in its perception that it's actually working against us, giving us lots of false beliefs about why it is impossible for me to meditate today and creates religions arguing against even the idea of meditation, spiritual progress, there's any place to go to, why even try, or we're, we're busy doing these other things in order to become worthy of getting around to that someday, and on and on and on it goes, working against us, trying to talk us out of our spiritual path. What's a spiritual seeking soul to do? Kabir says to Sant Dharamdas, listen to the signs of those who will have the true name or Satnam within them. They will not be affected by call and will not have lust, anger, egoism, and greed in them dominating, giving up attachment and desires, they will always keep the words of the Satguru in their heart. As the snake keeps the jewel on its head in the same way the disciple should always keep the master's orders on his head. Kabir says to Dharamdas, if one meets the master giving up everything on his own, that fortunate one climbs the stairs of truth. If one catches attachment, illusion awakens, and that unfortunate one gives up all the devotion and knowledge. O Dharamdas, you are the essence of Sat Purush. You have come into the world to take on the work of awakening the souls. If you yourself give up faith in the Master, and looking at the things in the world, you get attached to them, then where is the place for the souls? An interesting sentence Kabir says to Dharamdas. Dharamdas is to be the spiritual successor, to work with souls that they might make spiritual progress. So he himself has to be genuine, and true behind the scenes when no one is looking. The master has to be genuine in order for spiritual seekers to be benefited by him. All the world is entangled in different kinds of thoughts, deeds, and emotions, says Kabir. The soul has fallen in the snare of illusion, and doesn't know how to go back to the real home. There are many gurus in the world and have made many artificial snares. Without the Satguru, the illusion will not be finished as the terrible call is very mighty. A couplet from the Anurag Sagar. I sacrifice myself on the Satguru who gives the immortal message. Meeting him, the souls become unique and meet Sat Purush, the true original being or supreme soul. Day and night one should attach his attention to the master and should dwell within himself like the sadhus and saints. He on whom the Satguru showers his grace, his noose of karma burns away. 
If one makes an effort and withdraws his attention to the third eye center, the Satguru makes him reach Satlok. Another paragraph from the Anurag Sagar of Kabir and Dharamdas. Only the connoisseur who will test the Shabda and listen to the teachings with full attention and within whom these teachings will dwell, only he will understand this. He within whom the sun of knowledge will manifest and remove the darkness of attachment, only he will understand this. I am telling you this Anurag Sagar, this ocean of love, only rare ones will understand. Kabir presents this as a very rare path that not necessarily many will grasp, but some will. In order to become a true satsangi, one has to really practice the art of being awake. All of these teachings of the masters are about focusing attention, focusing one's attention, paying attention to the words, the teachings of the masters, and this leads to focusing at the third eye center and focusing on the light and sound within. Focus, attention, is everything on this path. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening coming up. James Bean, Spiritual Awakening Radio streams live every week at this time on HealthyLife.net Positive Talk Radio. My goal is to explore the world of spirituality, comparative religion, meditation, and especially the path of the Masters. If you'd like to receive information about the Anurag Sagar, I can even send you a copy of the Anurag Sagar as a PDF file or a link to it online. If you'd like to receive information about other Kabir books, like Songs of Kabir, the Brahm Nairupan, the Book of Prayers, the Complete Bijak of Guru Kabir, that's easy to do. If you're looking for a satsang meetup in your part of the world or have any questions, send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or... Send a text message to this number, 508-603-9381. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. At the website is a donate button. There's a link to my blog. There's links to daily spiritual quotes at Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and other sites. Many articles can be found at my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Now for the final segment devoted to Kabir's Ocean of Love, the Anurag Sagar. 
Before I read this final paragraph or two here, a couple of terms defined according to the footnotes of the Anurag Sagar in English. Simran means remembrance. In the writings of the Masters, it refers to the remembrance of God through the repetition of names of God, sacred names given in the form of mantras by a Master at the time of one's initiation into the meditation practice of Surat Shabd Yoga. The term Nam, as well as the term Shabda, defined. Nam, or name, is used in the Anurag Sagar as a synonym for Shabda, or the inner sound, the sound current, the primordial positive power, the creative power of the Godhead, which is also the essence of each individual. In this sense, it is the exact equivalent of the Greek term Logos, which in English has been translated word, as used in the New Testament, particularly in the first chapter of the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word. Shabda is another term for word or sound current, the divine sound. Shabda, Nam. And Simran is a reference to the re repetition or repeating of God's name. These are stages of Surat Shabd Yoga, the spiritual path described in the Anurag Sagar of Guru Kabir. He who gets the Shabda becomes free of the dirt of reincarnation, of birth after birth. The Jiva soul who gets the Nam and Simran goes to Satlok, the true eternal spiritual realm. The soul who accepts the Shabda of the Master with firmness becomes as valuable as nectar. He goes back to his home with the strength of Satnam, or true name, and his soul sings in peace and happiness. Call the negative power does not detain the soul who has the radiance of Satnam with her. Even Kal bows down to the soul who has the seal of Nam upon her. The soul goes back to the ocean of love, according to the path of the masters. Literally, the path of the masters is concentrating at the third eye center, discovering the inner light and the inner sound of the positive power, coming under their protection, merging into that light and sound with one's full attention, and traveling upon that energy or current of light and sound like a fish going upstream or flowing along a cosmic river that eventually empties out into a cosmic sea or ocean. That literally is the path of the masters. The souls return to the ocean of love or Anurag Sagar. As Kabir said in Songs of Kabir, the collection made by Rabindranath Tagore, how could the love between thee and me sever? As the leaf of the lotus abides on the water, so thou art my Lord, and I am thy servant. As the night bird gazes all night at the moon, so thou art my Lord, and I am thy servant. From the beginning until the ending of time, there is love between thee and me. And how shall such love be extinguished? Kabir says, 
As the river enters into the ocean, so my heart touches thee. And our final reading from the Anurag Sagar presents a picture you may have seen in nature documentaries or YouTube videos. When baby turtles hatch out on a beach, they run toward the ocean as fast as they can. In the Anurag Sagar it says, the souls will come running to their home as is the nature of baby turtles. Isn't that beautiful? By speaking the Anurag Sagar Granth, a scripture devoted to the ocean of love, I have explained to you the secret of the inaccessible. I have described the drama of Sat Purush and the deception of Kal. Only the connoisseurs will understand the ways of living and the word of discrimination. One who will accept the word after testing it will know the path to the inaccessible. The union of Surat, the attention faculty of the soul, and the Shabda. When one gets Shabda, he reaches the realm of the saints. It is the play of the drop and the ocean. What else can one say? <laughs> 